Well, good morning, church. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? It's good to see each of you here, and we're excited that you're with us. Especially if you're our guest, we want to say welcome again this morning. And if I haven't had a chance to personally meet you, my name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church. And we're glad that you're worshiping with us. And you heard us mention it a moment ago, but I would love to have lunch with you today. So right after this service, stay, hang out. Um, I want to get to know you more and get to hear a little bit more of your story and share how you can get connected here at NCC. And so we're excited that you're with us. And we're in our second week of this series called My Big Fat Mouth. And we're talking, we started last week, we're continuing that this week with the things that we say. They get us in trouble sometimes. And so we're looking at how do we control our mouth? What are the impact that our words have, the things that we say? How do they affect our relationships and even the way that we see the world around us? And so we're spending a few weeks talking about this. We started last week, and if you weren't here, we talked about truth versus lies. So the things that we speak, we know that God wants us to speak the truth. And so how do we become people that do that, who are truthful in everything that we say? And we kicked off last week with the memory verse. And so hopefully you guys did this, if you were here this last week, or you may have even seen it on our social media. And so we're going to try to say this out loud from memory, okay? So hopefully you guys have this, and then we'll put it up on the screen in just a moment, but let's try it without it, okay? Here we go. The Lord, let's say this out loud together. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted, okay? So here we go, Proverbs 12, 22. This is it up on the screen in case you missed it last week. And so we talked about that, right? The Lord despises lying lips. One translation said, lying is an abomination to the Lord, right? But he is a friend of all who can be trusted. So God wants that for our lives, that we would speak the truth. And so this week, we're gonna add a second memory verse. Don't forget the first one, okay? Keep, keep memorizing that one, but we're gonna go to the second one, Proverbs eleven thirteen. So we're gonna say this out loud together. Here we go this morning, okay, out loud. Here we go. A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Let's do it again. Here we go. A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Proverbs eleven thirteen. One more time. A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Now we're going to take it off the screen, and let's see if you guys have it down. Okay, a gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Proverbs eleven thirteen. So this week, once again, when you're waiting for your coffee, you're getting ready for work in the morning, students, you're walking down the hall at school, wherever you're at, we want you to be memorizing this because this is what we're focused in on this week is this idea of gossip. The things that we say, right, rumors, things that we spread to other people, we want to look at the impact that it has, how it affects our relationships. And so we're focused in on this idea and what scripture says about gossip. Now, as I was thinking about this, I wanted to give you kind of a visual, a practical way for us to see this in effect here this morning. So I was thinking back to my childhood. How many of you guys ever played the game of telephone growing up? Anyone? You guys play telephone, maybe hanging out with a friend, maybe at a sleepover. So we're going to do that together here this morning, okay? So we're going to break up into sections. You guys are section one, okay? Section two, section three, section four over there, okay? And so this is how the game works in case you were robbed of this experience as a child, okay? Here's how it works is I have a card, I have four of them, with the phrase on it, okay? And it has just one simple phrase. And what's going to happen is I'm going to hand this to one person in each section, 
Okay, and then quickly, we're gonna pass it down, not the card. So you're gonna look at the phrase, you're gonna set it down, then you're gonna whisper to the person next to you. Now, here's the catch. You can only whisper at one time. So they're gonna look at you and say, what'd you say? And you're gonna say, figure it out, okay? That's what you're gonna do. You cannot whisper it again. You, can't re- you can only repeat it once, but we're gonna quickly try to get it as fast as we can to the back of the room, okay? So let me hand these out. I'm gonna hand this to you. Don't, don't let anyone else see it, okay? I think, let me make sure I got the right one. Okay, so that's section one. Two right there, right over here. We're gonna start right here. There's three, you've got that one. Johnny, help me out. There's four, okay? So you're gonna look at that real quick. And then this is what we're going to do. Two minutes, we're going to try to get this um, to the back as quickly as we can. If everyone could stand up, and then once you've passed it along, you can sit back down so we can kind of see where we're at, okay? So here we go. Everyone's got it. Someone's going to pass it to you. Whisper it once. That's all you can do it. And here we go. We're going to start off three, two, one, and go. Yep. So you'll just pass it down the row. Once you've got it, you may have to step out of your seat, give it to someone behind you, okay? Once you've passed it along, let's do it quickly, as quick as we can, okay? So get it to them fast. Just grab a seat. Once you've already passed it along, you can sit down so we can kind of see where we're at. Here we go. It's kind of a race, you guys. Who can do it the quickest here too, okay? I think section four is in the lead right now. Okay, don't let anyone see it. Just one time. You can only whisper it once. Once again, once you've got it, go ahead and grab a seat so we can kind of see where it's at. And then we're going to see in a moment how we do. Okay, you got about a minute left, so you got to speed it up as quick as you can. Yep, if you didn't hear it, just guess. Okay, your best guess at what that phrase was. We're about halfway there. This is taking some of you guys back to your childhood, okay? You remember playing this game with friends. Okay, section four is done. Great job, you guys. Okay, last few sections as quick as you can. Finish it up. Okay. Okay, here we go. I think section three is the last group and they're finishing up right now. So now we want to find out um, what the actual statement was. There's our timer. So we're going to see how close we got. Who was the last person over here in section one to get it? Okay, go ahead and stand up. Yep. And we got a microphone right there. Go ahead and tell us the phrase that got passed to you. Something on every coast. And the phrase was? Like Nima Queen likes loaded lunches. That's a little different, okay? Not quite what we expected to get there. Okay, here here we go, section two. What was the phrase that got passed to you? Something cheap. What do we get? Junie B. Jones likes Jamba Juice. Those are not cheap, okay? So that wasn't it. How about back here, section three? Who was our last person? Okay. We'll come over here with the microphone. Let's see how close we got. Jumping, hopping, something. Jumping, hopping, something. A, 
pink pig and a pesky donkey flew a kite at night. Not exactly the same. What about on this side? One last person. Okay, here we go. Forgot to set the alarm. Forgot to set the alarm, and it was the brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Give yourself a hand this morning. Great job, you guys. So that's what happens in that game, if you've never played that before, is you hear one part of it, right? And you try to pass that along, you try to share it, but a different word gets emphasized, something else gets stated, and all of a sudden, by the time you get to the end, it's not anything like where it started at. And you guys, that's how gossip is. If you've ever been a part of that, right? If you've ever experienced that, maybe you've been gossiped about is, man, it never ends up the way that it started. And it may be the words, it may be a part of the story that gets left out. It may be something that's said that's taken out of context or that someone else twists, but it never ends up the way that it started. Or maybe it's the same phrase, but the intent, the reason why it was shared is never the end reason why it continues to be shared. That's what gossip does. That's just a small picture. And so we want to look at God's word. We want to see what the word of God says this morning. And so we're going to start again with the verse that we're focused in on this week, Proverbs eleven thirteen. And all the verses today, we're going to put them up on the screen because we're going to go through quite a few of them. So if you're taking notes, you can write these down and you can go back and look at them later. Um, you can put them on your phone and once again, go back later this week and focus in on these. But we're going to go through a few of them. Proverbs eleven thirteen. We already went over this, but a gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Proverbs says that a gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. So if you're here this morning thinking, how do I know if I have a problem with this? Well, Proverbs is very clear. I mean, that's super simple there that if you're a gossip, right? If you're someone that participates in this, you tend to tell everything. You want to share whatever it is that you get, whatever it is that you find out about. That's how you know if you have a problem with this. And so let me give you, because I looked this up, what is an actual gossip? What does the dictionary say about it? And a gossip is the person who habitually shares, okay, or reveals personal or sensational facts about someone else. So really simple there, right? There's this pattern, there's this routine in your life. When you hear something, you want to share that with someone else. You want to find someone else to tell that to. It's sensational fact, right? Something, personal information about someone else, but you're going to give that to a third party or to a different person. You're going to share that. That's gossip. That's what it is. Or how about this one? Um, whenever you share a rumor or report, so it could be false, it could be true. You're sharing a rumor or report of an intimate nature, personal details about someone else's life. That's what gossip is. So if that describes your life, if that sounds a little bit like you, you know that this message is for you. But I promise you, as we walk through this, we're going to see that, hey, there may be parts of all of us that deal with this issue of controlling our mouth as it comes to gossip. Let me try to give you a clear picture of what this is like in our practical everyday lives. See, gossip takes place whenever we're on the phone with our aunt or some kind of relative, right? And they're, t they're asking our advice. They're sharing something about their family, something that's going on, right? And they're saying, hey, should I talk to this person? Like, what should I do? How should I approach this subject? And as soon as we get off the phone, we don't set down our phones, do we? 
No, we go to contacts, mom, dad, brother, best friend, doesn't matter who it is, right? And we start to tell them, hey, this is going on with my cousin. Man, they're getting a divorce. Their marriage is breaking apart. He cheated on her. She cheated on him. Whatever the situation is, we want to share that with someone else, right? We can barely get off of the first phone call before we're ready to convey that to someone else. We don't know. We've not talked to our cousin. We've not talked to that person. We've not gotten a firsthand account, and they've not asked us to share that with others, but we're so tempted to do that. That's what gossip looks like. Or how about this one? You sit close to the boss's office, or maybe you're walking to the copier machine at work, and all of a sudden, someone's computer is still open. And you guys, you have eagle eyes in those moments, and you're reading that email, aren't you? It wasn't meant for you, but you're reading the email and you're finding out about that person at work that's struggling. And immediately you forget what you were supposed to do of going to make copies or whatever it was. And you go to the break room and you start telling this person's about to be fired, man, they're failing at their job. The boss is totally upset with them. Like they're in trouble here at work. They messed up that project, whatever it is. They're just trying to enjoy their ham sandwich and you vomited gossip all over them. They didn't even ask for it, but that's what you do. That's gossip. Students, how about this one? You sit in the classroom and you look at that person's text in front of you. They're failing that class. They're doing drugs. So-and-so sleeping with so-and-so. And what do you do? You pull out your phone and you start texting your best friend. That's gossip. And in case you're thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't really do that, right? Like I would never call someone. I would never say that. How about this? Facebook, this movie star, Drug addiction, oh man, I know who wants to see that. I'm gonna share that post. I'm gonna put that on my timeline. You guys, that's gossip. Doesn't have to be from your mouth. You're sharing things of personal details. Rumors, half that stuff you read on Facebook is not true, but we share it like it's a fact, don't we? That is gossip. We're sharing something about someone else's life. In the church, so many times we do it like this. Well, I have a prayer request that I just wanna give with you guys, okay? I heard from so-and-so, they came and they told me something and I don't want you to spread it around. I'm just telling you guys so you can pray about it, right? Because you need to know about this. They've not asked you to share that. That's gossip, you guys. And you can call it whatever you want to. You can put it under a different name. If you're sharing things that people have not asked you to, you're spreading rumors, you're spreading reports, things that are even true, but you've not been asked to do that. That is gossip. And you can't just say, well, I know that it's true, right? So it's not a rumor. I would never spread things that are false. Like I check all of my facts. So that's okay, right? No, that's still gossip. I love how one pastor said this when he was talking about gossip. This is what he said. He said, everything that is said should be true. As believers, as followers of Christ, everything that we talk about, it should be true. We talked about this last week. God wants us to be truth tellers. We should not be liars. That's not what God's word challenges us with is to be liars, but to speak the truth in all situations. But not everything that is true must be said. Not everything that is true must be said. So that means as a follower of Christ, that means just as a good friend, right? A close friend will keep a secret. Just as a good friend, you have the wisdom. You have enough knowledge in your life to know, hey, this should not be shared with someone else. Even though it may be true, I'm not gonna spread it because I realize that not everything that is true needs to be said and needs to be spread with other people. And so this is just a good rule of thumb of what you're about to say, what you're about to send, what you're about to share. If that person that you're talking about was right there, how would that feel? Would it be uncomfortable? 
Would it be awkward talking about their marriage to someone else who's not involved in that? Would it be weird? Because if it is, that's gossip. Do not do that. That's what God's word challenges with. A gossip wants to tell everything, but a true friend can keep a secret. And so why do we do this? Like, why is this such a struggle in our life? Why do we struggle with this idea of taking things that we were not meant to share and we want to give them out to everyone around us? Well, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, it gives us insight into this. And this is what it says, Proverbs 18, 8, the words of a gossip are like delicious morsels and they go down into the inner parts of the body. What's God's word saying there? Well, it's saying gossip, it actually tastes good. Why do we do this? Because it tastes good. Now, I'm not talking about a physical taste in your mouth, but sin is enjoyable in the moment that you're committing it. And we are sinful people. And so we enjoy this. There's something delightful about hearing about something else or someone else or something else that we're not supposed to know about that actually brings joy into our heart. It's like a delicious morsel. It tastes good. I don't know if you've ever had a craving for something, like you've ever been somewhere and just thought, hey, I could really go for a Whataburger hamburger right now, or maybe I need some chocolate, right? I just wish I had something that craving. That's what gossip is like. It's dangerous now that my kids have their driver's license because anytime I want something, even if I don't want a driver, they don't deliver, I just call Micah. Hey, Micah, you want to go to Chick-fil-A for me, man? I'll get you something, right? And so he can drive in his car down and go get it. Whataburger, Kroger, hey, you can buy something for yourself. Like, it's a very dangerous thing because now if I want something, I just get my kids to drive and go get it for me. And that's going to do something, isn't it? If I just give in to all of those cravings, that's a very dangerous thing for my health, right? For my physical body, it's going to catch up with me in time. And that's what gossip does. It's like that morsel, right, that we eat. It's like that junk food that we consume. We keep on. We want more of it. We crave it. But eventually, it's going to affect our relationships. It's going to impact others. We gossip because there's enjoyment in hearing those things that we're not supposed to know about it. It's sin. That's really what it is. It is sin when we're sharing those things about others that it's not our place to say. And that's what happens in our life. And you guys, we're obsessed with it. We're obsessed with gossip. And in case you're thinking, Aaron, why are we talking about this? Wasn't this a problem like decades ago when people had a simpler life and they would kind of know each other, everyone in the community, and they would spread stuff? No, we're still obsessed with this today. How do I know this? Because of these things right here. Come on, you've all seen them at the checkout line. And if we're to be honest, some of you are guilty of buying these, right? We'll pay for gossip. That's how much we want to know these things right here. Why do I need to know who Brad Pitt's new girlfriend is, right? But I'm going to pay for it in that Kate Hudson just had a new little baby girl. Like, we want to know these things, like people's marriages that are falling apart and what happened at the royal wedding. Like, I need that information. And I don't even know what this is. Brad Pitt's dating a professor. Channing and Jenna are getting divorced, and it turns ugly. Like, these things, we buy these, you guys. This is just a magazine full of gossip. And it's crazy because newspapers are folding. They can't stay in business, right? Some magazines are going down. But these kind of magazines we're spending millions on and they're thriving. Why? Because we like gossip. We're obsessed with it. And as I was thinking about this week, I just thought, why do we think we have any business knowing these people's detailed lives? I mean, I'm not friends with Channing and Jenna. They're not coming to me saying, Pastor Aaron, can you help us in our marriage, right? But I think I have the right to know that about them. 
or Kate Hudson. We see them on the movie screen, but then I think, I want to know what her baby's name is, or I want to know what kind of baby food is she feeding them? Where is she taking her baby? We're not close friends. I don't need to know that about them. But what do we do? We seek that information out on Facebook, right? On social media in this way. We're obsessed with knowing those things. It tastes good to us and we seek that out. But gossip is sin, you guys. Why do we gossip? Why is this a problem in our life? Because information is power. It really is. And here's the truth is when we get that information, we think we can control things. Sometimes if I hear something about you, I can control someone else's perspective of you, what they think, and so I'm going to share that with other people. I can manipulate relationships. Information is power, and so I'm going to use that to affect the other people around me, what they think of you, what they know about you, and I'm going to use that to my advantage. Sometimes it's not that devious. It's just that we want to control the conversation, right? We are people that want other people's attention, And when we don't know how to get that, what's the easiest thing to do? Well, all gossip, right? Everyone wants to hear that little morsel of truth or that new rumor that's going around. Hey, did you read this article? Did you hear this? I have no right to share that, but I'm going to. Why? Because I want to control the conversation. Information is power. That's why we gossip. We're broken people. We don't know how to build healthy relationships many times. We don't know how to have healthy conversations. And so we fill it with this fluff instead of real substance. Why do we gossip? Not only because it tastes good, not only because information is power, is because I want someone on my side. A lot of gossip that happens in our life is around conflict. And if you upset me, if you do something to bother me, I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to find someone that agrees with me. And I want to feel like I'm right. I want to feel like I'm validated. I want to feel like I'm in the right in the conflict or in the disagreement and argument. So what do we do? I'm going to go find someone that will tell me what I want to hear. I want someone to be on my side. So I'm going to share all of the details of this conversation that I just had with person. That's gossip. Gossip is a sin, but we continue to do it over and over in our lives. And it affects the relationships that we have. I read this story this week of a group of pastors. There were four pastors that were getting together for lunch. And one of the pastors spoke up during the conversation and he just said, hey, we've been challenging people in our church, like in their groups, in their home groups, to just be honest with one another. Like if they're struggling with things, to talk about it and confess that. And he said, I realize I don't do that in my life. And we're a group of friends. And so I want us to be able to do that with each other. So he said, I'll start. And he said, man, a struggle that I have in my life is laziness. And sometimes when I should be at church and I should be working, I'll sneak away from the church office and I'll, I'll go and watch a movie. And not that there's anything wrong with watching a movie, but he said, I know I'm not managing my time well, and I'm not honoring God in that way. And I'm just becoming apathetic and I don't want that in my life. So the second pastor shared, hey, with me, it's, it's a gambling addiction. Like I'm betting on games, I'm, I'm betting on things. It's affecting my personal finances. And I know I'm not handling God's money right in the way that he gave me. I don't want this to affect my family. And the third pastor said, you know what? Um, with me, it's drinking. It's, you know, drinking things and or drinking alcohol. And he said, it's becoming, affecting my family once again. And, and I don't want this. I know this isn't the way that I'm called to honor God with my life. And the fourth pastor, when they came to him, would not say anything. And when they were like, hey, what's going on in your life? I mean, he's just shaking his head. And they're like, come on, it's okay. Like, there's no judgment here. 
Like no one's gonna, we've just shared with you what we're struggling with, no one's gonna judge you. And so after a few minutes of kind of coercing him, he said, okay, fine, I'll tell you what I struggle with, it's gossip. And I can't wait to get out of here to tell everyone what each of you guys are doing. I don't know about you, but I would be freaking out in that moment, right? I would be scared if I just shared with someone that I thought was my friend something that was kind of intimate or personal about my life. And although that's kind of comical, gossip destroys our relationships, you guys. It affects the friendships. And, and I would not share anything in the future if I knew that someone was going to go tell someone else if I thought that was a personal matter that I was giving them in confidence, yet we do that all the time. We don't think about the effects of our gossip, but gossip impacts other people around us. And you guys, if we're to honor Christ, if we're to be the church that Jesus has called us to be, if we're just to be good friends, just what Proverbs is saying, a close friend keeps a secret, then we cannot gossip. And this is what I want to challenge you with is most of the conversations that are private, even the conflict that we have, it only needs to involve two people. But what do we do? So many times we're bringing a third, a fourth, a fifth person into that conversation when they don't belong there. And church, I want to challenge you this morning that when you're dealing with conflict, when you're dealing with personal matter and personal information, you have the right conversation with the right person at the right time. That's what you're called to do as the church, to have the right conversation with the right person at the right time, not to try to bring everyone else in the conversation, not to try to get everyone else on your side. That's not what God calls us to do, but to have the right conversation with the right person. Because when we don't, gossip hurts the person that we're gossiping about. You may think, you know what? They're never going to find out. They're never going to really know what I said about them. It's not going to get around to them. They're so distant from this conversation right? It's not going to affect them, but gossip hurts the relationships that we have. It hurts the person that we're gossiping about. Proverbs chapter 16 says this, Proverbs 16, 28, a dishonest man spreads strife and a gossip separates close friends. A gossip separates close friends. You may think, I don't think they really know each other. They're not connected. But whenever I come over here and someone's told me something intimate about you and, and I begin to share that with you guys, What's going to happen the next time you see them? What's going to be in your mind, right? That sin that they committed, that personal struggle that they had. And it's going to be awkward in that relationship. They may never know why, but you do. It's because you've gossiped about them. You now have some knowledge that you were not meant to have, that you weren't supposed to know, and you've spread it around to other people. And it's going to affect a future relationship that they may have, right? They may never become close friends because now they know something that they weren't meant to know. You guys, it destroys relationships. And you may once again say, I don't think they're ever going to find out. Man, God's word tells us that gossip separates close friends. Whenever you share that, it is going to impact the relationships that you have and that other people have. Not only does it hurt the person that you're gossiping about, it hurts you as the speaker, as the person that's sharing that gossip. Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 as you guys can see, there are a lot of proverbs over this issue of gossip because we struggle with this. It says this in verse 9 and 10, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. You will never regain your good reputation. What's Proverbs talking about there? It's saying, hey, if you're someone who gossips, it's going to hurt your life. 
Because once again, this is what takes place is, you know, if I have a conflict with someone over here and I have an issue, what do I typically do? We just talked about this, right? I'm going to go share this. Can you believe the way they treated me? Can you believe what happened? And if Eddie's not going to agree with me, I'm going to find someone else, right? I'm going to find someone that's going to agree with me and say, yeah, yeah, that's right, man. I can't believe they did that. They hurt you in that way, right? I want to look for someone else that agrees with me. But when I walk away from that conversation, what are they going to think? Well, if you're a smart person, this is what you'll know is, wait a minute, if Pastor Aaron will come to me and talk about someone else behind their back, what's going to happen when I'm not in the room? You guys, that's, that's truth right there. If someone's willing to come to you and share personal information, if someone's willing to come to you and talk about someone else behind their back, you better believe that when you're not in the room, they're probably doing that about you. It's going to hurt your reputation when you spread those things, when you speak those things that you have no business saying, people are going to know the kind of person that you are. They're not going to trust you. They're not going to think, hey, you're a good friend. I want to open up to you. I want to share what's going on in my life. No, they're going to believe what you've already done that you're going to continue to do. Being a gossip will ruin your good reputation. It'll impact our reflection of Christ to the world around us. And this is what many of us do is we sit there and we think, you know what? I understand that I would never do that. And I would never share those kinds of things. Pastor Aaron, I'm just a good listener. And let me tell you this, what you permit, you promote. What you permit in your life, you promote that. So when you think, you know what? I'm just listening. I'm just trying to hear this, right? I'm just trying to be there for that person. No, you're participating in that sin. You're a part of that gossip that's going on when you don't shut down that conversation, when you don't stop that person and have an honest dialogue with them about gossip and the effects of that, right? When you don't do that, you're permitting that. And so you're promoting that in your life saying, this is okay. Continue to tell me about this. I want to hear this. Proverbs 27, six says this, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. What's he saying there? That if you're a true friend, when someone comes and tries to share something that you're not supposed to hear, you're going to have a hard conversation with them. Hey, you know what? This is gossip about someone else, and I don't want to be a part of this. So we're going to stop this conversation here. You guys, that hurts to do that, right? That's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. When someone else comes to you and they say, man, I got in this argument. Can you believe what they're doing? Can you believe what they, they said? Your job as a friend is to say, hey, have you gone to them and talked to them about that? Do they know how you feel about that? You've had an honest conversation with them about that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. That means if you're a true friend, you're going to have difficult conversations with people. You're going to speak to them about what a true friend is, and it's going to be hard sometimes, and it's even going to hurt sometimes, but you're doing that because you love them. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You guys, you need to watch your back when someone just agrees with you. Hey, yeah, tell me more. Let me hear more about that. What's really going on? Did you, did you find out this? Did you find out that? Man, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. That's a dangerous person when they're just patting you on the back because you better believe they're going to go when you're not in the room and do that same thing with another individual. You can't trust that person. And God's word is challenging us to be people 
who do not gossip, who use our words to encourage. Let me close with this verse right here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says it like this. When Paul's speaking to the church, this writer of the New Testament, rather speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Rather speak the truth in love. We are to grow up into every way into him who is the head, into Jesus Christ. What does this mean? It means that as a believer, as a follower of Christ, I'm not a gossip. I don't spread things that are either true or that are false that are going to hurt other individuals. I use my words to encourage others. I use my words to build up others. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. He spoke the truth in love. He spoke words that were encouraging people, that, that were challenging them in their life, but it was in love the way that he spoke those. And as followers of Christ, that's what we need to do. You guys, that's what people are looking for in the church. Not people that are going to go share everything that you share with them, but that are going to be that close friend that know how to keep a secret, that are going to be there, that are going to encourage you when you're down. Not just spread what you say to other individuals. People are looking for a church where we address conflict in a healthy way and where we have difficult conversations where we're not going behind each other's back and talking to other people about it, but where we're having the right conversation with the right person at the right time. What kind of individual are you? Are you someone that struggles with controlling your mouth in this way? Maybe it's not what you're saying, but maybe you're permitting this in your life. You're listening to gossip. And this morning you realize, man, that's not the kind of individual that I want to be.